0: Okay, hello, um, uh, Deborah, uh, Dr. Deborah Kirsten here, and uh, we're going to talk about health and nutrition. And um, I would love to, to know about your approach to health and nutrition. And um, thank you very much for, for being here. And um, I'd like to just start off with a question that you say you're a holistic uh, research, uh, a nutrition researcher. Um, what does that exactly mean? Well, how would you define that?
1: Well, when most of us think about nutrition, we think of what I call eating by number, counting calories and carbs and figuring fat grams. I went on what I call a nutrition journey around the world to research what and how we ate for thousands of years before nutritional science, as we know it today, evolved. Because nutritional science is only about 100 years old. Before that, humankind turned to world religions for guidelines about what to eat. They turned to what I call cultural traditions, such as yogic nutrition. Anayoga, yoga is about 5,000 years old. And we also turn to Eastern healing systems that include nutrition, such as India's Ayurvedic medicine and traditional Chinese medicine, and also Tibetan medicine for guidelines about what and how to eat. And I researched all this ancient food wisdom and my husband and co-author of Whole Person Integrative Eating, uh, behavioral scientist, Larry Sherwitz, we said, how are we gonna talk about this? This is enormous. And we distilled all this ancient food wisdom into seven perennial principles that have been guidelines for what and how to eat for thousands of years before all this eating by number, which may I say, has taught us to have disordered eating, has taught us a way of eating that contributes to overeating and weight gain. So whole person integrative eating means it's a holistic, Whole person approach because our research with more than 5,200 people shows that what and how you eat optimally is based on what I call the four facets of food, meaning food has a profound influence not only on our physical health, which most of us are familiar with, but it has a huge influence on our emotions and emotional well being, our food and on what I call spiritual nutrition, meaning eating with mindfulness, gratitude, authentic gratitude from the heart, not from the head, and also with loving regard for food are the three spiritual nutrition ingredients, and also social nutrition, eating with others in a pleasant atmosphere instead of today's new normal of eating alone by while you're working at your computer walking down the street. So whole person integrative eating is a holistic approach and program, evidence-based, scientifically sound, not a magic diet I'm making up, based on what and how we ate for thousands of years, which tells us food nourished us physically, but also emotionally, spiritually, and socially.
0: That is wonderful. I have uh, a lot of questions just based on what you're saying, but um, for, uh, I think it's really important that we forget the personal relationship we have with food. I mean, uh, many see food as just survival, but it's also pleasure. It's I mean, as somebody who loves food and uh, as a foodie, I, I just like just like enjoy it. And uh, you mentioned it, uh, absolutely. I mean, um, Brian Wensink wrote the book Mindless Eating. And I think that is something that it's just kind of like we're ingrained in us in a way now where we just, uh, we don't want to waste time. So we eat fast. We have junk food, fast food, uh, microwave food, and we kind of consume it without paying attention to it. And that is part of the problem of gaining weight because we're not even aware how many calories we're taking in as we are doing it, watching TV or being on the computer. And food is also uh, a celebration. We use food for celebration, for getting together at Thanksgiving or weddings and so on. And I think these are aspects of food that we tend to ignore or disregard or disrespect when it comes to what is traditionally called as dieting, which uh, I am strongly against because of, of various reasons. And do, so is, does that reflect uh, your point of view as well, a kind of a personal and cultural relationship that we have with food and we are often uh, disregarding or ignoring or not um, deepening enough in our, in our daily life Would a you agree good with
1: question that? Yes, a very good question. Ultimately, what happened is this. Spirituality and Health Magazine invited me to do an article on whole person integrative eating. I used to call it the Enlightened Diet. This is to give everybody context. This is nutritional anthropology. This is looking at what and how we ate for thousands of years and how we eat now. It's nutritional anthropology, not a magic diet I'm making up.
0: And so it's evolutionary psychology that you're you're also looking at, which I'm a, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I went to see Helen Fisher and just love her insights into also gender differences based on uh, our past. And I think today a lot of people are just ignoring the past and say, like, let's move on, let's erase everything. And I think this is who we are. I mean, it's... The, the collective past that we have. And uh, um, Jung would say, I mean, this is how we've been like shaped in our, in our mind, in our thinking, in our behaviors. And in many cases, we're not aware of that, it's, it's, it's unconscious. And just to say that does not exist, or we're gonna go a completely different route, to me does not make sense. And it's actually unhealthy in many ways. And well, so we're really like, embracing it.
1: Yes, you're bringing up the essence of whole-person integrative eating. And what I mean by that is this, I wrote an article for Spirituality and Health Magazine on, I'll call it WPIE, integrative eating. And we asked people to take a quiz, a 76 item quiz, before they learned whole person integrative eating. We put this up online and it turned into a six week, 18 lesson online e course. So people filled out the What's Your Overeating Style self assessment quiz. They did the six-week intervention, the WPIE course, and then they took the quiz afterward. And what we discovered is this. Again, more than 5,200 people participated in this. From this, behavioral scientist, Larry Sherwood, separated out one of the 76 questions. And that question that he separated out was, I overeat and he linked it with all the other questions. And what we found were two things. One, we identified seven overeating styles, new normal overeating styles. In the world of science, they're all statistically significant, not just cute words we made up. And the more people shifted from the new normal overeating styles that we identified in the quiz, To whole person integrative eating ingredients, the ancient food wisdom way of eating, the less they overate and the more weight they lost as a natural side effect, not as a rigid regimented prescribed way of eating.
0: Exactly. I mean, I see like dieting often is a a form of punishment too. you, you're punishing yourself, your body, your soul. And your first book was called feeding the body nourishing the soul. And I I, I love the the connection between the two. It is a spiritual mindful practice. It is something that nourishes us both like our body as well as our, our mind and soul. And so one of the things that uh, I would like to ask you is about intermittent fasting. What are your thoughts about that? And, and I'll let you know my thoughts in a moment. But how well, do you feel about
1: that? I, I, I can answer that and I will, but I want you to give me your words, intermittent fasting, because this is what I always ask people when I'm coaching them. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to just give you a quick answer, but I will. When you say, what do I think of intermittent fasting? Give me pers- your perspective. For what? About what?
0: Yeah. So um, I was uh, trying to lose weight. So I was obese, and I uh, have various uh, I have various health problems. It's gotten much better now, from hypertension to to diabetes type two and so on. And so I wanted to lose weight, and there was this desire. I said, Yes, I would like to lose some weight. And I went to to diabetes class, and basically they told me you have to have uh, five meals a day. You have to make sure your sugar is fine. You have to, you can't skip anything and you can't skip your breakfast. It's really important. So um, I was following that. And then I I saw a video by uh, um, Mark Matson who, who uh, talked about intermittent fasting and it sounded so simple and it's not a diet. Uh, it's not, it's it's like a lifestyle, like you would probably call it a lifestyle too is um, you are just restricting the amount of food you eat the time period. So what I would do, I started off uh, skipping breakfast, which is supposedly the most important meal of the day. But, um, and Mark Matson talks about uh, how this is uh, basically advertisement done by the cereal companies. But again, uh, that's a different thing. And so when I realized that it was a bit difficult at first to adjust because I couldn't eat um, a, a window without, without eating. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, I thought I wouldn't be able to survive. And that was actually my anxiety, my stress would increase and I would use food to overeat and uh, to calm that, uh, that anxious feeling. And I was worried that, okay, my blood sugar, I will uh, go up, go down, I don't know what's gonna happen. But I followed him because he actually did research on, on diabetes type two as well. And so it was difficult for uh, about probably the first week of adjusting to not eating over a period of 14, 15 hours. Um, But it felt not only very good, but I realized I didn't need the food that I thought I needed. And I wasn't hungry. And it's more like a natural rhythm of finding, okay, I want to eat now because I'm hungry, not because I'm supposed to have breakfast at this specific time. So uh, I thought with me that sense of control um, said, uh, I said to myself, I can do this, I can lose weight and I can control my eating habits and, uh, and, and, and manage them and kind of change certain things. Um, and it's worked wonders. I've lost uh, 50 pounds ever since I started that. Not only It's not only intermittent fasting, it's also uh, going through uh, uh, psychological um, um, help and support through a lot of reading. I've, I've been reading a lot and also introspection. But uh, for me, that uh, period of not eating, giving your body time to heal itself, to, to regenerate and so on, uh, I thought was very helpful. in in helping me uh, not only uh, lose weight, but also gain control in in many aspects of my life.
1: I think intermittent fasting does indeed help many people lose weight and it's often connected with weight loss. Yes, it's not just this thing to do. Um, So, and I'm glad it's been effective for you. Here's my larger answer for you. Again, I'm talking about a way of eating, scientifically sound, way of eating that nourishes all of us, all of you, each time you eat. And the reason I'm bringing that up is this. I will specifically address diabetes. <laughs> While our research, Larry's and mine research, showed that replacing all these seven overeating styles with a way of eating that nourishes all of you each time you eat leads to less overeating and weight loss is a natural side effect. But here's my response to your comment about diabetes, which millions of people have because of what they eat and how they eat. And I write about this in whole person integrative eating, which I describe, let me clarify this, please. I describe ancient the uh, whole person integrative eating as Ancient food wisdom meets modern nutritional science. I nail everything and every concept that I give you with a scientific study, a quality scientific study. And here's an example. Erica Oberg is a naturopathic doctor and she has an MPH and she's a research scientist in California. And she took the whole person integrative eating model and program and she applied it to type two diabetic patients. And what she found is that, we, and to, if, if anybody is taught to eat by number, it's diabetic patients. And you become obsessed with that, with your, your sugar numbers, you know the drill. Mm-hmm. And what Erica found, and this is published in a peer reviewed medical journal, what Erica found is, of the seven elements of whole person integrative eating, Six of them are about eating behaviors, what you eat, how you eat, where you eat, with whom, atmosphere. These six elements of whole person integrative eating lower and behavior change lowered blood sugar levels more than what people, the diabetic patients, ate. The behaviors, eating behaviors, which affect the way in which food is metabolized lowered blood sugar levels, one whole standard deviation, forgive me listeners, than what people were eating, the diabetic patients were eating. How you eat has a profound influence on the way in which food is metabolized. And when I talk about whole person integrative eating, I describe it as a way of eating that leads naturally to weight loss, which is what happened with Erica's diabetic patients, as a side effect. They stopped being obsessed about food and started to enjoy it. And I again, I nail every, everything I'm saying to you with a study here, study there, study everywhere, that how you eat not just what you eat affects the way in which food is metabolized, which includes your blood sugar levels, which includes hormones, which includes your healthy gut. It includes everything. And I'm suggesting that eating food in a pleasurable, positive state of mind and environment is the answer. End of story. (laughs) That's
0: wonderful. Yeah. Um, So that really brings me to an important, urgent question, and uh, (laughs) something that I fight with my uh, family doctor over is, uh, can diabetes be reversed at type 2? Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. I'm going to give you a bigger story now. Are you familiar with a physician named Dean Ornish? Dean Ornish, Larry Sherwitz, my husband, co-author, behavioral scientist, was Dr. Dean Ornish's director of research for almost 20 years. They still collaborate on research. And what Dr. Ornish did is he took what he calls and writes about the yogic lifestyle and applied it to men with heart disease. And this included, because people with heart disease do not, for various reasons, metabolize fat and cholesterol well in the diet. He took a no fat added plant-based diet, stress management, which in Dr. Ornish's program includes yoga and meditation, exercise, some kind of physical activity, and also social support and connection. And what Larry Sherwitz and Dean Ornish showed is you can actually halt and reverse heart disease with these lifestyle changes alone without drugs or surgery. This has been published in the Journal of the American Medical Association. This has been published in the New England Journal of Medicine, and this has been published in The Lancet, plus other journals, top journals in the world. And I'm bringing this up because I was the nutritionist on Dr. Ornish's first clinical trial for reversing heart disease, the results of which were published in the the Journal of the American Medical Association. And we didn't know what to expect. And after about 10 days, people started decreasing their uh, insulin medications if they were diabetic. After about 10 days, the angina uh, heart pain constriction started decreasing and going away. People started decreasing their blood pressure medications. And over time, certain people in the program not only reversed the calcification and plaque in their arteries through these lifestyle changes alone, their diabetes stopped. And when I say that, the goal of optimal eating and whole person integrative eating, this holistic approach that nourishes multi-dimensionally it helps to not only with weight loss but with health and healing and when I say health and healing I am talking about balancing mind and body and ultimately your physiology balancing so the your blood sugar levels balance and cholesterol levels balance and your emotions balance. Food has a huge impact on your emotions. Mm -hmm. So I am saying to you what I just told you about Dr. Ornish's lifestyle program, heart disease reversal program. This is now called lifestyle medicine. It is a medical specialty. It is covered by Medicare. So lifestyle medicine, just like cardiology, just like uh, endocrinology, just like uh, oncology is a medical specialty now that medical doctors are being trained in. And some of them are at Harvard. This is offered through Harvard. So this is very real. And so when you say, ask me about diabetes, the goal with optimal eating and optimal lifestyle is to balance mind and body and soul.
0: And, and that's, that's what I love. That is promising, encouraging, and it's just wonderful. This is what I love about your point of view, as opposed to traditional medical point of view. It's like, okay, you have a problem with your blood pressure, here's some medication, deal with that. That will deal with the blood pressure. But then all the other things are still going on and they're taking things like uh, like scientists would do. Yes, you look at one thing, but don't lose sight of the overall big picture of the whole being. And uh, this is one of my problems with uh, with the medical pro- uh, profession in general, it's they treat you basically, or your disease and yourself as an object, as something that they're trying to fix without really looking at the other dimensions. And I love the idea of multi-dimension because uh, what's causing your obesity. What's causing the your diabetes? As you'd say, what is the real cause behind it? And for me, it was very enlightening to find out the real reasons. And um, my uh, approach was through through psychoanalysis. I started investigating, finding out like the depth of like, you know, what is this? What does food stand for me? Why do I, why am I so afraid of these things? And once you, you face it and all these fears kind of evaporate, it's just so liberating. And I do not feel this attraction to junk food anymore that I used to have. I mean, I, I noticed one place, I was like in the food court and it's like, okay, all this food, all these smells, they don't affect me. They're not like attracting me. I still enjoy them once in a while, but it's not like I have to have this. And this was very, um, very traumatizing when I felt like I need to have food now. I'm, I'm going out of my mind. I need to have food right now. And that's gone. I am, again, with um, these methods in control. I feel in control. And um, when I was at the uh, uh, at the diabetes classes, I, I and I mentioned for me, this has helped. And there are other things that we can look at, but it was completely ignored by by them. But what was encouraging though, when they said, um, do not, you can eat anything you want. Yeah. And there was no restriction. And that was for me, a a very good approach. Uh, They said, just don't drink juice, right? Uh, Fruit juice and so on. is generally not a good idea, but everything else, if you like your bacon, have it, just be mindful about it. The portions, how much you have. Don't overdo it. And uh, just like that, of again, that control, that after of control. Nothing is taboo. And if it's taboo, and from psychonauts like, I know, you're gonna constantly think about it. It's like, oh, okay, when when do I have my bacon? When? So, but by doing it in this way, it helps with intermittent fasting too. I mean, there are different ways of it. You can you have your fast, but then you say, okay, this is my free day. I can have whatever I want. And I think that balance as well, occasionally overindulging in things is is helpful. The three Cs, the dangerous Cs, the addictive Cs, chips, chocolate, and uh, a cake. Uh, Those are things that uh, attract us. And just to shun them completely is not gonna help you. It's okay let's celebrate. Now let's have our chocolate cake today, you know, and uh, it's not every day, right? So I think that is uh, um, not uh, acknowledged by many people. Instead, they're very strict and say, okay, this is my diet. I want to achieve, uh, lose this much weight in this time. And I don't think that's helpful. as, As you say, it's something like I found, it was actually a side effect that I kept uh, losing weight. And I would lose about two kilos in a, in a month. And it was basically automatic. I didn't even have to do much, put much effort into it because it felt natural, you know, my natural state of things.
1: You know, you brought up something that I, I write about in the what to eat guideline. The what to eat guideline in whole person integrative eating is to eat fresh, whole food in its natural state as often as possible and also to eat inversely, meaning most Americans eat lots of dairy, fish, meat, poultry, and their main veggies are French fries and ketchup. So inverse eating is mostly plant-based foods with animal-based foods as a as a kind of a condiment, lesser amount. But I'm bringing this up because I have something you just mentioned. The idea is to eat Most of the time fresh whole food in its natural state as often as possible because what I know is the vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, phytochemicals and fiber in plant-based foods of fruits, veggies, whole grains, beans and peas, nuts and seeds is what is going to heal you and make weight loss a side effect. It's what's going to heal you, the nutrients and plant-based foods, including the fiber. And what I write about is what you just mentioned. And that is in psychology, there's a concept called relaxed restraint. Hmm. So if your most of the time way of eating is fresh whole foods in their natural state, not filled with chemical. I call it chemical cuisine and all these additives and we won't go there right now. But if you eat fresh whole food as often as possible and then it's time to have your favorite whatever, enjoy it. And that, that's really what the relaxed restraint. Let me give you one other concept. During the time of Hippocrates, who is often called the father of medicine. He lived about 2,500 years ago, he was Greek. And he, during that time, the word diet meant way of life. Lifestyle medicine meant way of life. And over the centuries, it traveled through Europe and certainly to the States eventually. And it came to mean over thousands of years Not a way of life, but a regimented, restricted way of eating, which is what it means to you and everybody listening. So I'm suggesting, and it's in the subtitle of Whole Person Integrative Eating, I call Whole Person Integrative Eating a dietary lifestyle meant to be practiced throughout your life, just as you might practice yoga and you get better and better at it, or you might practice meditation and get better and better at it. This is not a diet. It's a way of eating that our research has shown, published in two peer-reviewed medical journals, that leads naturally to weight loss, health, and healing. And when I say health and healing, I'm talking balance. When you tell me about the medical profession's general perspective uh, with diabetes and certainly heart disease and most problems that we, health problems that are diet related and also stress related, I'm not gonna minimize stress. Most people, not everybody, most medical practitioners have been taught to manage health problems and slow the progression somewhat. It's simply what the training is. And what I'm suggesting because I know this is a fact, we now know enough about nutritional science to take food to eat to prevent a health problem. Oh, I'm so sorry, I'm declining, sorry. We now know enough about nutrition to eat to prevent a health problem. And with the Ornish Dietary Lifestyle Program I told you about, we now know enough on how to eat and live, lifestyle medicine, not just food, although food's way up there, to halt and reverse major chronic food-related conditions, including obesity, including heart disease, including diabetes. A quick antidote, both of my parents died of heart disease. I'm at high risk. I was the nutritionist on Dean Ornish's first clinical trial for reversing heart disease. Larry Sherwitz, co-author behavioral scientist was the research scientist on this program for almost 20 years. I know you can eat to halt and reverse health problems, major chronic conditions now. And the traditional medical practitioner is trained to help slow down the progression of major chronic conditions. But I know with lifestyle medicine, and especially with diet and stress management, way up there, you can actually halt and reverse. In my case, in terms of whole person integrative eating, overweight and obesity, and the link with overeating, but you can also reverse and halt most major chronic conditions today.
0: Yeah, and I think prevention is, is, uh, is undervalued. It's, uh, it's not followed up upon. And with like, as you say, they are here to, the doctors are here to, to manage and treat the disease, but uh, it's not their job necessarily to prevent it. Right. And um, what I love about your approach to it, says it's personalized. So there's a personalized plan because each person is gonna respond to various things differently. And one thing we forget about medication is you're given the same medication, but your body even internally is different for as as well as outside. So it will respond in different ways. And just thinking that there's one solution, one pill for everyone is misguided and and, and is wrong. And uh, that approach of, again, a a holistic approach where you see the whole facets of the other person will be much more beneficial than just uh, treating again, one thing with one way, one set of, uh, ways of doing things. Um, for me personally, it is really uh, stress was the, the main culprit and anxiety and uh, it can actually kind of backfire because uh, uh, there, is a, uh, um, there is a disease called or obsession called autorexia nervosa and yes. I was surprised to find that out but you can also be health obsessed so, those are people who are exercised, they over exercise, they try to um, take care of their health too stringently, like uh, especially if they're very strict vegans and say, okay, none of this, I will not touch that. And I think that is actually, in, in many ways, also harmful and it doesn't get the uh, media attention or coverage because you say, okay, I am exercising, I'm a vegan, everything is fine, but what about the, this obsession with, uh, with health that can happen?
1: A good question. Thank you that? for asking that. I write about orthorexia. We oh, do, okay, good. Yes, because, let me clarify, give you context for this. I have identified, we have, Dr. Larry Sherwitz and I have identified seven statistically significant, very real overeating styles, new normal overeating styles. One of them that are linked with overeating, becoming overweight and obese. I'm gonna tell you a little bit more about all seven with the science behind it, but let me address orthorexia, which I write about. One of the overeating styles is called food fretting, food fretting, which is an over-concern about what and how to eat. And it also includes dieting. As I speak with you right now, almost 50% of Americans are on some kind of rigid, regimented, restricted kind of diet uh, to lose weight, mostly for weight loss, but Food fretting overeating style is dieting. And the key concept in psychology is obsessing and over concern about what to eat and how to eat. Was I good today? Was I bad today? All normal behavior. What When you mentioned orthorexia, we have been taught by, by many health professionals, may I say, trying to help people to obsess about food and what we're eating and calorie counting, and I call it, I told you, eating by number. So food fretting is one of the overeating styles. Obsessing about, and look at what it does to your quality of life. And look at what it does to, to your whole way of being in the world. Something I often say when I do coaching is, you know, we've been taught, especially in many large cities, We have been taught, women have been taught to be a size, I'm going like this with my finger, to be super skinny and a size two. I have talked with men who told me that their wives and daughters and most women they know have some kind of obsession and disordered eating around food. It's normal in our culture, the food fretting overeating style. And something I would say just as a consideration for somebody I'm coaching is you know, when when you're gone, is your daughter gonna stand and talk about you and say the thing I'm most proud about about my mother is that she remained a size two her entire life. Mm-hmm. I, I, but we've been taught this uh, to look at your yoga teacher and see if she has real good abs, and and they, can you get there also? All this obsession we've been taught to to be normal uh, in in terms of our body image—it's all normal. Everything I'm saying to you.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And yeah. That that is something that's uh, it's often overlooked. I think in society again, um, there is no criticism of uh, of that. Not enough, like uh, also information about it. And when I stumbled upon that, and I know quite a few people who are obsessed with their food, and they claim, and they're trying, one of, one of the things of that is, once you follow this kind of lifestyle, of, like let's say vegan lifestyle, there is also the idea, and uh, that might be subconscious, of like, I am purifying myself and therefore, a religious connotation there, therefore I can tell you what to do, the holier than thou kind of attitude. And I'm gonna tell you that this is good for you. But in in fact, in many cases, they haven't dealt with another aspect of themselves, which is their anxiety, their stress and so on, that's driving them. And then, so I would have righteous vegan friends who would always tell me, okay, you're wrong, you should be doing this and this. But it's not coming from a, a balanced perspective, and that is my concern too. Of like, okay, if I criticize anything, I get attacked because that is part of something they're not looking at that they're they're ignoring, in, in, in themselves. So um, it's it's important. Uh, but I think like, for me, I, I love vegetables. I think it's 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 great to have fruits. It's great to have uh, a very balanced diet. But like uh, like you said. The occasional meat does not do harm here and there. And and in terms of evolution, this is something we've been eating for such a long time. And uh, it's not something that you can change overnight. And it's not healthy. Um, I was a vegetarian for a couple of years. And I read the book Lila by Robert M. Kursik, And there was like an argument he made that, uh, that convinced me. Because it's saying like, okay, if you have a a bacteria that is uh, affecting a person and you make a choice, like uh, uh, it's a living thing, the bacteria, but you also have the person, as a doctor, you want the person to survive and kill the bacteria. You're killing life. And so why is it that when we have food options, um, do we kill the animal instead of what is the kind of lower thing by eating plants and vegetables and so on? So we can avoid the suffering and killing of animals. That convinced me. But then, from a health perspective, it did not do me uh, a lot of good because I was constantly hungry as I was a, 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 a vegetarian. And it wasn't, and I enjoyed meat. I mean, it's like depriving something of myself that I enjoy. I, I feel bad for the animals, but, you know, this is something we've also had uh, evolutionary speaking, that's like, We've evolved from it. And I, I, I don't think we can just, just cut it off. And I don't think it's healthy to do that. But yes, we have to reduce it, absolutely. And again, don't overindulge in things, but I, I don't think we get that, that perspective. It's always this, 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 very kind of different compartments. This is what I do. This is my diet. This is my definition. This is my religion. I don't see it like that. I see things more fluid. And that leads me to another question I have is when you mentioned spirituality, what do you mean by that? What does that personally mean for you? And uh, if you're comfortable uh, sharing the information about that.
1: I, I write about it. I'm real. Okay, good. What started this odyssey, again, this is ancient food wisdom. Larry co-author was presenting in New Delhi, India, at the first International Conference on Lifestyle and Health. And I used to write for magazines, and I went to New Delhi with Larry. And one of the presenters was Dr. K. L. Chopra, clinical cardiologist, father and mentor of Deepak Chopra who is a transformation guru uh, and, and just brilliant uh, physician, endocrinologist and, and what? A spiritual tra- uh, leader, I think, thought leader in the world. And I was going to write an article on yoga and diet. So I asked an open-ended question of Dr. K. L. Chopra, the, his Dr. Deepak's father. And this is his response. He said the Bhagavad Gita, which is the oldest religion in the world, Hinduism, it is the scripture for Hinduism. He said, the Bhagavad Gita espouses cooking with love because we believe your prana, your consciousness, is infused into the food. And when you eat, you ingest the consciousness with which the food was prepared and the thought would not let go and that's what started me on my i call it nutrition journey around the world to research what and how we ate for thousands of years because i thought here's a clinical cardiologist talking about cooking with love which is in the culture we we made with love we it's still in the culture and he's talking about a four thousand year old religion hinduism and i thought well if hinduism espouses this surely other world religions and cultural traditions have figured this out also. And that's what started me on my research about ancient food wisdom. So to answer your question, what Larry and I distilled into the seven principles include seven spiritual nutrition, I mean, I'm sorry, three spiritual nutrition perennial principles that have been in major world religions and in cultures for thousands of years. And the three spiritual nutrition elements are, one, to eat with mindfulness, comes from especially Buddhism, to bring moment-to-moment non-judgmental aware, (laughs) non-judgmental, we've learned to be very judgmental about ourselves and others, non-judgmental awareness to every aspect of the meal. The second one is gratitude and appreciation from the heart for food. We used to bless food before we ate it. Many people still do. And the third spiritual nutrition ingredient within the context of whole person integrative eating is loving regard. Remember Dr. Chopra said the Bhagavad Gita tells us to eat with love because our consciousness is infused into the food and we ingest that. Let me give you an example. With ancient food wisdom, modern nutritional science. So the mindfulness, gratitude from the heart, and loving regard are the three spiritual nutrition ingredients, which lessens overeating when you eat with that consciousness. Here's an example. I, most world religions talk about our and are based on love and loving regard when you eat and loving regard for food. In Islam, a, a, um, uh, a Sufi, which is the spiritual arm of Islam, a professor at Berkeley, he told me that to eat processed food is to eat food that has been defiled and not respect Allah. So I'm bringing that up because Here's the modern nutritional science about 20 plus years ago, a researcher named Robert Nerum, who was a professor, I think it was the University of Houston in Texas. He took rabbits and fed them a very high cholesterol diet to see if they get heart disease and clogged arteries. And he, the rabbits who were fed this really high cholesterol diet were in three tiers of cages and what he found when he looked at the arteries of these rabbits is that a third of the rabbits did not get any clogged arteries or heart disease or very very little and the rabbits in the other two cages developed severe atherosclerosis clogging of the arteries couldn't understand it and he retraced every step what he found is the diminutive research assistant would take the rabbits in the middle cages out when she fed them. And those were the rabbits who didn't get heart disease and he couldn't believe it and he replicated the study and they got the same results, your consciousness and eating with loving regard and being held and cared for when you eat, instead of stress eating and jamming the donut down because you're angry and you're depressed and you're upset and yes, and you're anxious, affects the way in which food is metabolized. So I give you all of these elements of whole person integrative eating with modern nutritional science verifying every element.
0: I think the the point of cooking with love, um, well, you know, my, my wife here. Is, You're like,
1: smiling. Why are you yeah. smiling? Tell me. Well,
0: no, because I'm also uh, cooking with love because she uh, when she's cooking and there is sometimes like an argument with my son or me and then the food doesn't turn out good. And she's always saying, like, don't have an argument with me while I'm cooking because it's reflected in In the food and I I, I absolutely agree with that and when when I do try a dish and I might not be as good as in I am not as good as as her but I put like all my thought and love into it and it turns out to be fine you know and even though I'm, I'm like medium in terms of cooking so that that is I think a very important aspect of creating the food with tranquility with with love and also consuming it in the same way and not mindlessly uh, like in front of the tv or just really appreciating what we have and uh, that's in religions as well as fasting has been in religions too as a form of of cleansing your body so we we can see that all these these different aspects exist in the in, in the world and we just have to kind of Put them together, and this is uh, this is what you're doing beautifully. And uh, I will have to add your book to my um, my book that I'm working on for for um, help my own experience. I would love to include it in my in my research. Apart from again the intermittent fasting, apart from psychoanalysis, I think it is really what I strongly resonate with and believe in. And um, thank you so much for taking your time to talking and uh, talking with me yeah it's 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 been a pleasure it's been um, comforting and comfort food by the way so my we started trying to do our own macaroni and cheese homemade and it is so much better and it is so easy to make and we thought we're not going back to those boxes again because it is so much better in in so many ways and uh that is, I think, uh, that's important to know that we don't need junk food. We don't need it. We don't need the ice cream to deal with our pain, our disappointments, our suffering. There are different, much better ways of, of finding that balance. And for me, the Tao is really important. I, uh, more like Buddhism is uh, something I've I studied very, very passionately since I, I was a teenager. and. Um, it, to me, that is 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 really helpful of how to see the world and, and the the good and the bad and yin and the yang all the, that stuff. I think we need that, and um, because right now we we know we we know the world is, is out of whack. And but this is our chance here to really kind of recalibrate everything. And I am generally an optimist. I know with all the stuff that's that's happening in the world, especially with COVID nineteen. I think this is a great opportunity for us to to find a new way, a new direction. For me, the greatest discovery here has been technology and being able to do a Zoom interview with people and being in places all around the world. I mean, that's just, I've been taking classes and where usually you would have to travel there get there, get your visa and so on. Now you can do it through the magic of technology. And so when people are maligning technology, no, it's just how you use it, it's how you eat, how you uh, do everything, how you live your life. And once you find that balance, I think it's, uh, it's gonna be so rewarding for, for everybody. And in terms of health and healing, that is, that is something I'm, I'm striving for and I'm trying to heal myself Once I'm there, I would love to share my knowledge with uh, with other people to to help them as well. But you are already doing that. So thank you so much for taking the time and talking to me. Thank you so much, very much appreciated. Bye for now. Okay, take care. Bye.